0: simple to use software like Wirecaster <laughs> <laughs> what time is it right what did t- what did
1: it, uh, the what did the boy say reminded him of
0: what boys my son Stevie you remind him of the serial killer basement serial
1: killer basement yeah <laughs> the lights hanging out of the ceiling <laughs>
0: your your son is funny because um he's a he's a bit of a comedian. You've sent me some stuff from his school. Yeah. That where he's done like comedy writing and things. And he's pretty creative. And the funny thing, he, what he he said, he called the basement the serial killer basement, but the reason I thought it was so funny was cuz he came to the kitchen and he said, "Oh, okay, so I assume you guys will do be doing your show in our very nice living room," knowing full well we weren't. <laughs> and so you're like, "No, Stevie, we're going to be in the basement." He's like, "Oh, in the serial killer basement." So he like thought about it and then set himself up for the joke. Yes. And I like that. Yeah, well, he's a bright kid. He's yeah. way smarter than I was when I was his age. I don't know about that cuz you were pretty funny at um when you were younger too, which is I think why we became friends. The first time I we ever met was at the church youth group. Mm-hmm. And um I went in and the, the high school met in the basement and I was a new kid, new town, new church and class had, or the Sunday school had already started. And so about maybe five or 10 minutes into it, all of a sudden we were in the basement. So the only, there was a little window along the ceiling that was probably like two feet big or something it was a small little half window. And you opened up the window and then crawled into the window in the middle of the class and made as big of a disruption yeah, it was, as you can. It was,
1: and church was late. Like we were like 10, 15 minutes late. Yeah. It had already in. gone. And so instead of going through the door, like everyone else, we, uh, I decided that it would be fun to just crawl through the window.
0: Yeah. And as I, with me being so incredibly self-conscious, I grew up in a very conservative Christian home. And when I would go to church at my other church before that, mm-hmm. my friends were kind of like, it wasn't cool. If we were, you know, if, if it came time for everybody to sing, of course we would never sing. They would never sing. And I sure as heck wasn't going to be the only one singing. It was like very much like we're way, we're way cooler than this. This is, this is stupid church. And, um, of course I, wasn't that wasn't my family life but that was my expectation and so then coming into a new place i assumed that everybody at this church was going to be like my friends at the other church and so i was like walked in with a too cool don't make a don't make a sound or whatever but that's not really my personality and so when you just came crashing in making a making a spectacle of yourself like intentionally disrupting everything and everybody laughed and even the teacher uh, Steve, our youth leader, you know, he thought it was funny. He was like, all right, chill out. We're going back to back to business. And I was like, man, that's the guy. I gotta, you know, like I don't know who this guy is, but man, balls. <laughs> that's what I thought. I'm like, this guy's, This guy's fearless. And um, you came up to me and introduced me. That was your thing. Make people feel welcome. And then we were friends basically immediately because you came up to me and there was no other options.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You remember the first thing you said to me?
0: Uh, I actually do (laughs) because my parents make me dress nice for church. I remember saying, um, just so you know, I don't normally dress like this, which was like a button up and jeans. (laughs) And you were like, it's okay. I think you look fine. (laughs) It's like. (laughs) Which is a, I mean, that probably was sort of a bizarre thing for a kid to say. And um, then it was like later on in the day, I noticed, hey, he's got a collar. <laughs> you were dressed pretty nice for church too. So yeah, that was the beginning. And so now, you know, a lot of life has happened. I, um, well, not for me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> But you know you're in a different spot. Yeah, you um, you live in the same place, but your life has a, has developed. Definitely,
1: yeah. Been married for 13 years now, and we've got five kids. Yeah. So Stevie's just turned 12. So okay. And who else? You got Stevie's Stevie oldest and, is a boy. Yep, and then Ellie. Her name's Lee Elizabeth, but we call her by our initials. Yep. Ellie is uh, an exciting little girl. She's an artist. Okay. Then we've got Rose. Mm-hmm. The uh, she's kind of the free spirit. Okay. Um, and then Daisy. Daisy's a comedian. And then Maggie. She's she's too young to really have a good firm handle on who she is
0: she's She's about 10 months (laughs) less than one yeah cool so we're we're um i don't i want to say we're in the middle of but who knows anymore the coronavirus hit in march and we have been stir crazy it's probably why we're talking on the phone so much partially because everybody's locked down in their house and nothing's open can't go to the movie theater. There's no concerts. There's no shows. There's no, anything with a crowd is closed, and we all thought maybe it would last a month, and here we are five and a half months or five months out, and everything's still shut down. It's the craziest. It's the craziest dang thing. Yeah. Got to wear a mask everywhere. If you don't, people will yell at you. Like not even the government, just other people. But and I'm shopping too. for masks.
1: Like, <laughs> I'm actually going on Amazon and actually searching out styles of masks, right? Like, yeah. and I'm not sure. I, the paper masks, they're, they're cool. They're light. They're not too hard on your ears. Right. But, you know, if you're going to be working and having these masks on all day, you got to have the right mask. So I've got Levi's masks. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got these like safety glasses with a full blown shield, which is pretty nice, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I got some of those paper masks, but uh, but most of the time I just steal them from Costco or Home Depot.
0: They let me take one. So far, they haven't been good at regulating the kind of masks. They haven't made you. Um, yeah, I cut holes
1: in my paper mask all the time, <coughs> and I'm like the Lone <laughs> Ranger.
0: Got <laughs> a big hole, <laughs> a hole in the middle. No I'm technically wearing eyes. a mask. Two eyes. Hi yo, super. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, so my so they're they're not regulating the kind of mask, which is cool. So I got one of those like it's very thin, stretchy turtleneck thing that I just wear around my neck like a scarf and then I put it up over my nose if I'm going anywhere. But I'm thinking to myself, like almost all of my breath is going just straight through the cloth because it's tight. And then well, every time I breathe in, but it's catching the coronavirus. <laughs> it's just, it's <laughs> That's the key. Just the coronavirus is getting the coronavirus getting caught it, in the fibers.
1: In those fibers, there's coronavirus magnets, right? And it sucks them
0: in. Exactly. And then your air
1: is able to flow through it. nicely. it and
0: sure clean. is. And so my breath is normally fresh. And I was bragging about it to my sister. And my sister's like, "Oh no, my mask is better. You should, you should." try this on and she hands me this mask and it's a little tiny black basically mosquito net (laughs) 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 and it's got like frilly lace thing that goes around your ears so it's like it's like decorative it looks like a it looks like 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 underwear it looks like a patch of lingerie yeah it looks like it looks like a a tiny little square of like lingerie Yeah. yeah and um it's like that kind but it but very see-through laundry, like this is like a mosquito, like a mosquito net, like okay. a like a screen door. Yeah, so it catches even less. You than- could lip read. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wearing this mask, <laughs> <laughs> and so was like, Whew. "There's no, there's not even a delay." <laughs> so I'm like, "Well, yeah, that it's gonna that's- get to the point where there's just like a string around your mouth." Yeah, I mean, and and you're like. It is a mask. You joked about cutting a hole in it, but what would happen (laughs) if you walked into a Menards, which is where my dad got kicked out of for not having a mask, and just, because there's no rules, I mean, the governor of Michigan said there's no rules, what would happen if you wore, like, a regular old hospital mask, but you just just cut a big hole right in the front? Originally, there were people doing that so they could smoke. (laughs) I saw a video of two people sitting at a restaurant and then one of them had a hamburger Yeah, and then he just opened his <laughs> mouth and the mask split in <laughs> half and he shoved the hamburger in his mask and then closed and then kept chewing. But that might've been just a joke. I don't know, but you know, it looked real, yeah. but we live in a crazy, we live in a crazy thing. We, we just heard a, th- uh, you sent me a video today talking about New York city and how New York city is basically leveled. And the video showed uh, the guy going up and down the streets of fifth Avenue and all the stores boarded up and no one on the street. Every time you go to New York, unless it's late at night, there's, a crowd of people on both sides. That's the, that's the iconic symbol. New York yeah. has got the wide sidewalk, and you got six or seven across. Cars everywhere. Heads bobbing, all the cars honking. And this guy's just cruising through with his camera down the street. There's no traffic. And um, he's like, well, the companies are all making adjustments to not have to go into the office because if you're able to work from home, the government is saying you should work from home, and I'm working from home. I'm working. How are you doing that? You're a school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I guess everybody who is watching this will know because we're not really reporting from the future. Yes, but still, it's kind of crazy that you could be a school teacher. You think those were one job that would never work? Although
1: I will say this: okay, we are doing virtual, but they're asking us to come in a couple days a week. I think just to know that we're doing something. There. Are the students? No, the students aren't coming in ever. Uh, not for the foreseeable future.
0: They said foreseeable future.
1: No, well, I don't know what the official language, but somebody said at least September and October. So it's uh, it's it's.
0: But that's only a month. September's September and October are two months. Okay, so not September and October. I thought you said at least until September.
1: You know, yo, yeah, we won't be going to school during September and October. Okay, so they're doing
0: it. They're still doing it incrementally. They didn't just cancel the whole season.
1: Yeah, they still want to see my pretty
0: face at the building. But who uh, can blame them? Yeah. So that's that's nuts. Um, Kids not going to school because they're the highest risk. No, not no. I've always said I hope that I get it um, just because I'm not a high-risk person for um, having it affect me seriously. Mm -hmm. And my lifestyle is I work from home. I live. uh, I can contain myself. So it's like if I get it, that would be great because then I can get the antibodies. And I was talking to a friend of mine today, actually, and he said, well, no, the antibodies aren't really that great because a buddy of mine got it he had asthma so it was pretty bad and then his girlfriend got it a couple months later and he got it again oh. and he said it was worse the second time
1: huh it's what they I always might, say it's I always might. worse the second time
0: yeah i don't what else do they say that for <laughs> <laughs> um riding a bike that's usually better the second time isn't it uh, <laughs> Well, um, so yeah, I don't know if that's true. And I don't really know what to believe. I said in the very beginning that this is going to become political. But I didn't exactly know how. <laughs> I didn't know which side was going to be what. The like, great we foreseer, Dave. I knew
1: it. I think this might become political. This is why. This is why During an election year.
0: This a p- highly polarizing idea. Become political. This is why we're offering the good racer podcast, because it's not fair for only you to have first to hear it first. You know, other (laughs) people need to know. I mean, how are you going to know if I don't tell you? Yeah, no, but I don't know. I feel like I wasn't alone in that. I think a lot of people thought it'll get political, but I don't think like initially no one knew how or why. Like my brother was talking to you about the church and should the church stay home and everything. And I was like, yeah, there's a terrible virus that we don't know that much about. And everything I've heard is horrid. So, yeah, take a couple weeks off. Let's try and curb the thing so the hospitals don't get overrun. Like, I bought it. And so I didn't think, me being, you know, a libertarian who is very against, you know, government control of darn near anything, I was totally fine with, yeah, yeah. It's okay. For public health, we can all stay home for a couple weeks Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: try and help what we can, the hospitals and all the people who are inevitably going to get it. Because, I mean, they were telling us 25 million Californians are going to get this in the next six months. So, yeah, or maybe in total. But they were saying it like it's going to be really bad for the next couple months and we got to just... There's no stopping it is what we were told. But if we can make it to where the same amount of people get it, but over a longer period of time, then it's like, yeah, then it's like the hospitals can be helping patients get out of the hospital at the same time as they come in. Yeah, It's like you don't seat everybody who's going to eat for the night at the restaurant at the same, you don't schedule them all for seven (laughs) and then expect them all to be out by nine. It's like, it's going to just be a big cluster. So you've got to. You know, you got to take them in and let them out. So I, I made sense to me. Now, going back to the
1: church, in my mind, it's just common sense that if you want to go to church during this time, you might make the decision not to if you're at a high risk. Uh, your church might decide this is something that we're going to decide as a, a community. We're going to uh, go ahead and cancel church or do online church for this time. Just because it's online doesn't mean it's not, you know, right? A church service. Um, I think our church did it before it even was asked of them,
0: right? Yeah, my church is still is still doing it, and they don't they need haven't, to. They haven't opened, but but
1: they've they they're not. It's not an edict telling them that they have to not
0: meet. I think the last I heard was that they were allowing churches to meet because there's so many churches now just defying the order. Okay. That they said but don't sing. <laughs> so you no. you have to be 6 feet apart and don't sing. See, that just seems
1: I get it. I get that singing is going to put out more air and you could more likely get it, especially the way you sing. Exactly. <laughs> You know what they say yep. sing it don't spray it. <laughs> That's right. Um there's all sorts of sayings we've got today for you. Um but It's also a saying. <laughs> but uh but I think they they pass they crossed a line. They crossed a line when they told you how you could participate in church. Um I think that it's not really the government's place to say, "Hey, you're not allowed to go to church, but um, but I think that most churches would anyhow would stop particip- you know would stop the church services so that they could uh,
0: yeah we're, we're going everybody stand, we're gonna hum amazing grace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> everyone get out your kazoos. <laughs>
0: That's right. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm not a very good podcaster. I guess I'm pretty rusty because I just grabbed the foam part of my microphone and (laughs) and straightened it. (laughs) It's probably you're not supposed to do that. (laughs) Then you just did it, too, so now I'm out of trouble. (laughs) You demonstrated it, so now the listener is like, ah...
1: Well, it'd be better if we had the mic stands that uh, we could keep it on and not touch.
0: I kind of like holding it because I feel like I'm a singer.
1: Forget the movie. I think it's Will Ferrell and he's like touching the microphone.
0: I think I think it might be Talladega Nights. Oh, no, I don't remember Talladega Nights. <laughs> there was some funny parts in Talladega Nights. Um, he's like, the- I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> it's in there, I swear <laughs> help me <laughs> Tom Cruise Use your witchcraft to put out the fire um so yeah well the other thing is the conversation is we're now talking about it five months later yes so it, it's like you you had me at the flatten the curve and I and I and I you told me everybody's but gonna get it how long does this curve last right now that now that we have flattened it it seems like we have a steady clip of people getting it And it's like, well, we're at, what's the latest latest numbers? Like 2 million or something? Or Do you know how many there are?
1: I have no idea. And let's face it. There's no way to know how many people have had
0: the virus. Oh, no, they have it on the website. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you an exact number in like two seconds. 22 million globally. And in the U.S., in the U.S., there is... uh, I don't know. It says there's uh, seven hundred seventy-four thousand deaths, but I don't know. Oh, 5. yeah. Five
1: point five million. Five
0: point five million. There's three hundred million people in the U.S. So if we're going to get to half, that'd be one hundred and fifty. We're hmm. only at five out of one hundred and fifty. But these are confirmed cases. Yeah. And so there's probably been more. Oh, there. This is the minimum number it could be. Okay, so you're saying it could be wrapping up. No. No,
1: not even close to that. Because my
0: point was obviously, it it's changed now to whatever you do, don't get sick, like hide from the disease. We're no longer flattening the curve. We're all trying to avoid getting sick. Which I mean, trying to avoid getting sick is not a bad idea, but if it's going to shut New York City down, Permanently. And it's going to yeah. yeah. And it's like the the talk of New York City never coming back, uh, because all of the office spaces. I mean, businesses have reorganized and a lot of them realize that people are working longer and better at home. Yeah. More effective at home. I am. I work way more hours because I don't have a 45 minute commute in the morning. And then when, when it's getting dark outside and it's getting six o'clock, I'm like, I still gotta go 45 minutes home. Yeah. So I'm encouraged to wrap up. But if I, and then when I'm at home, if I get an email, it's like, well, do I really want to go pop my laptop, log back in and then, start working or continue that project that I was working. It's easy just to eat dinner, let a little time slip by, and then go to bed and say, I'll have to take care of it tomorrow. But if you're already, if your workstation is already set up all the time, it's like, well, I took a break, I ate dinner, I watched... Back to the ground. Yeah, I watched a television show, and now there's no reason for me not to go and finish up what I had already started anyway. So sometimes I'm working until like 10 or 11 for fun. Like, I'm not even getting paid for this. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, if I really wanted to wrap up, I would do all this. So I think a lot of people are doing that. And, But it's, it's crazy. And it's frustrating that everything doesn't make sense. And it's frustrating that it's an election year. And it's frustrating that they're going to have uh, mail-in voting because they don't want to have crowds voting together. But if you don't have anybody showing up to say, yes, I voted... Can't somebody just download the list of people and, you know, pull all the, you know, the names and then just fill in papers? And I don't know, but like, what's the verification on a, on an envelope and how do you count, you know, 150 million envelopes accurately? And how do you get them their sticker? That's what I'm concerned about. I want my sticker. Well, as a Canadian, I'm not allowed to vote. That's true. Of course. How are they going to check? Um, <laughs> so, I usually get my sticker on the floor of a Home Depot. Oh, okay. Where I got it last time. <laughs> so uh, yeah, my prediction. I'm going to put my sticker on my mask when we get it. that will be saying cool. I voted. I voted. Well, here's a prediction. Here's another example of something you've never heard before. You don't see it coming yet, but it's going to come true. Okay. When the votes, when the voting comes in, it's going to be very contentious. Those results. <laughs> we're talking hanging chads. We're talking times. We're gonna, it's going to be worse than that. Yeah, it is. This is going to be a nightmare. It will be. It won't be a election night. No. There will not be an election night like normal. Unless it's going to be unless an el- it's an overwhelming victory. It's going to be an election three months. Hmm. I bet you that I bet you that the and, and the scary thing is our country has never had a transfer of you know uh, every time we transfer power we do it peacefully. Yeah, every time, even Obama and Trump, uh, Bush W and, and Obama. Although
1: I heard they stole some, uh, Clinton, I guess, stole all the W's off the keyboards of the computers. You know, that was, I don't know,
0: maybe not peaceful. I haven't heard that, but if that's true, I would begin to question Bill Clinton's character. Well, but I haven't heard verification of that because that's theft. (laughs) I think you could even get them on, uh, you know. In some ways, it would have been better to take the whole keyboard.
1: Yes, because
0: you, you wouldn't <laughs> no, be sitting key, there trying to. Keyboard's missing. We got a hey, random guy who buys keyboards. I don't know. There's probably a guy who buys. There's definitely
1: a keyboard office. buyer at yeah. the White House.
0: Yeah. and uh, But he, how do you get W keys? Well, he was a Democrat because if I was the keyboard buyer and my guy came into office and I saw all the Ws, I would just buy new keyboards and not say anything. But if all the O's were gone, I'd tell him. <laughs>
1: I totally don't. I'm not
0: following. I'm saying uh, that the keyboard buyer uh-huh. was a Democrat because all the W's were missing. He made sure to let everybody know, hey, W's are gone. Right? Like, Yeah. Because how... You think George Bush is in there inspecting the keyboards? You think he types a lot? <laughs> but it's like... I've heard I, that. I National think he's News. maybe at
1: the highest amount of typing of all of our presidents. Minus k-
0: phone keyboards. Yeah.
1: Well, he also Obama typed, was big on the Blackberry. Yeah. Trump's big on the iPhone.
0: The trouble with, with W is he couldn't spell very good. So, he had the most letters. He just used two <laughs> U's. He had the most letters, but not the most words. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Um, so yeah, that's my prediction. My prediction is the results of this election are going to be very um, contended, hmm. contentious, and it won't be an election night. It'll be multiple, multiple nights. Yep.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you we'll, might be right. We'll it look. We'll
0: look back. We'll look back at we'll this, back at this <laughs> and, it, and you're going to be like, okay, sometime in shoot, August twentieth, well, twenty first.
1: Sometime in where August, we, we had this conversation.
0: Yeah, where we are. Um, it's only 10 o'clock where I'm from. This is going to be fun in the future when we have Jordan on here. Because Jordan is uh, Jordan's an interesting guy. He'll bring an interesting um, element to the show, I think. Okay. How so? Well, Tell us about Jordan. So Jordan, I've lived with Jordan for now two years almost two years I think and uh, we have an awesome spot when I moved out to California I moved out there from Texas and I was only planning on being there for four months I went there as a consultant for a company there was a four-month contract and I was just gonna be there for a bit head back home so I actually stayed with my uncle for four months and then they said okay we need you for three more months so I was like hey can I stay here for three more months he's like yeah sure no problem So I stayed there for three more months, but then that makes seven months. And they're like, all right, we just need you for three more months. And I was like, well, shoot, it is. I know it's only three more months because I'm not very good. So I'm like, well, I, there was a lot of things about this company when I first got there that I didn't have a lot of experience in. Like they told me it was one thing. I thought it was one thing and the job ended up being kind of totally different. I had to figure it out. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm doing a bad job, but they keep extending me and giving me more and more responsibility. And now I've lived with my uncle for seven months and it was just time to get my own place because it's not like I can't pay for my own spot. And I thought, well, but it's only three months and it's hard to get an apartment for a very short period of time without paying astronomical amounts of money. And I found a month-to-month rental right on the beach. Okay. And uh Dennis's mom lives on the beach. And when I went and visited Remember
1: the stories about Jordan.
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm just talking to you like I normally do. Yeah. I'm noticing now that I talk a lot. Um So Dennis Dennis's mom lives on the who beach. Who is not involved. Yeah. I was just talking about my house now. Yeah. So anyway. Jordan wanted did the same thing as me. He wanted to live on the beach. Yeah, so Who he wouldn't? looked me up on Craigslist, <laughs> and um, so I have this cool spot on the beach that's got rooms, and I have we have four of us rent this house. Okay, and it's right on the water. So um, we have we run this place. We call it the Jade Manor. Each one of those letters J A I D stands for each member of the sea we are right on seashore drive that's the seashore crew each letter is j a i d oh okay so jordan j a there's there's letters involved (laughs) you want Uh, you want george w bush to come in here and help you out with us i the guy that i was talking to on the phone right before the show that i had mentioned um about the corona stuff it's Calvin, my old roommate. Okay. And I was like, wait, where's Calvin? No, Apollo, guy who works who worked with Calvin. Uh, so it's Jordan, Apollo, Ivan, and Dave. I will crush you. Yeah. So anyway, it'll be it'll be fun. And we're gonna be in California. So we're gonna have a studio kind of like this, and we can we'll be talking and then we'll have to cut you in and your studio will probably be nowhere near done. It'll probably be we'll it'll probably progress. see the progressing. Yes. Which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, you won't we won't have pretty pink foam walls.
0: Mm-hmm. No Pink Panther.
1: No Pink Panther. This but. this podcast was brought to you by DuPont, Owens Corning, FOMULAR 150. With our value of
0: five. <laughs> <laughs> and the letters Q and the number four. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So I was in the car
1: the other day, right? Okay. Yep. And uh, and I was about to pass someone, right? Mm-hmm. And we're patrolling around. We're on the expressway. It's my daughter. Every day that I go someplace, my daughter, Daisy, she's like, Dad, where are you going? And I'm like, um, well, I'm going to Home Depot. And she's like, I really want to go. And I'm like, oh, well. Okay, so if I know I'm going to be there for a long time, I won't take her. But uh, but if I'm just going to pick up a couple of things, I'll take her. Right. And typically, she's looking to score an extra treat, a candy of some a sort, candy or potentially a McDonald's Happy Meal. Whatever, you know, she's she's pretty good at. So um, <laughs> so we get in the car. We get on the expressway, we're going along, and I recognize I need to go a little faster to pass this car, right? So I slam on the gas, and we were, of course, under the speed limit. But um, obviously, and my daughter screams, Daddy mode. (laughs) And in that moment, I was the most proud father in my entire (laughs) life. Like, that daddy mode is something like I would like to brand for myself to teach the children yeah. what they should say if I slam on the gas.
0: Well, you need to invent a button in the car. Like the... Yeah. That is to engage daddy mode.
1: Yeah, and I do have a hazard light that, yeah. that I think will work for that purpose. But uh, but now... Mm-hmm. So Daisy had been doing this, right? like, yep. she, And so now... All the kids when I when I slam on the gas, it's daddy they mode. all all five of them, including the eight month or the ten month, yep. <laughs> they all scream
0: "Daddy, daddy mode. mode." That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's 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 one of the proudest moments of my entire life as a father. I strongly suggest it. Fathering is cool, and you can have kids that scream "Daddy mode" for you.
0: I'm very jealous of your situation. I just haven't been able to figure... Oh, you weren't directing that right at me. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, I hear you, Steve. I believe you. (laughs) I strongly suggest you be a father. (laughs) You'd be an idiot not to be. (laughs) You don't want to find yourself like 40 and single. Mm. Well, um... My dad did something like that where, uh, whenever he was running a, a yellow light and he, punch it, he would say bonsai, okay. bonsai. Yeah, and then that's almost as cool. Yeah. So the kids, well, it's not because my dad's the one who created bonsai, and the kids uh, followed dad's lead. Okay. See, yeah, that's you not had as cool. you had a kid actually come up with it. Yes. And the other kids followed that. So you have. The children are in agreement, and they have assigned daddy mode.
1: Daddy mode. See,
0: my dad invented his own because (laughs) his kids weren't catching on. I guess we were just. Was it when he slammed on the gas? Yeah, it was when we'd go through the yellow light. Oh, the yellow light. It was always the. It was never when he slammed on the gas regular. It was just when you're going to the intersection and it's green, and then it goes yellow, and then you slam on it, and you're looking at the light to see if you're going to beat it. And my dad would just be like, bonsai, across as, <laughs> as we crossed the intersection. And then my mom told him to stop doing that. And so he said he would. And then he... Let was, me guess. Yeah. He didn't. Well, I don't know what happened, but yeah, the youngest kid, when he was driving with my, both my parents, they went through the yellow light and my dad didn't do anything. But the youngest one in the back screamed out bonsai. Oh, ratted my Yeah, which my mom was like, you told me you were not doing that anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. He did that on his own. So It's like Daisy. He just
1: came up with it on his own. When I was a kid, my father told me Mm -hmm. red lights mean stop. Right. Green lights mean go. Right. Yellow lights mean speed up. Speed up. Okay. Yeah. This was like... I remember being 16 in driver's ed thinking, huh? I thought it meant speed up. Hmm. And they're like, no yield and probably stop. And I feel like that seems a little lame. Yeah.
0: But that's what I always said about no ring is a green light. Wedding ring is a red light. Engagement ring is a yellow light. (laughs) It means stop if you can. Okay, so I'm it's about to go red. <laughs> Say this again. No ring, no ring is a green light. Green light, yeah, yeah, single, yeah. Uh, wedding ring is a red light. Definitely hard stop. Hard stop. An engagement ring is a yellow light. Okay, which means you better speed if, up if you can. If you can stop, <laughs> you have to because it's about to turn red. Yeah. If you can't stop though you better punch it because your window because your window of time, window of time window is of very time. small. Yeah. You- <laughs> just because there's a goal, it doesn't mean you can't score. <laughs> right. Well, that's kind of, well, I mean, obviously you want to do it the right way, but yeah. Yeah. I wasn't trying to make it crass. I was just saying you better, you better get her to change her mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quick. Got it.
1: Before she gets married to someone else, exactly. And there are, there's then a diminishing red. return here as then well. Then it's red. You could get very close to the time of marriage, and and then it gets a little
0: taboo for you to be, you know, showing up about at the that. wedding. And oh, that's fine. As long as it's before, <laughs> as long as it's before the I do. Okay. No wiggle room after that. Could be the morning of. If you're that sure, but I mean, I wouldn't go after somebody who is engaged because. It doesn't seem like. I mean, you have to really be sure. It's, it's yeah. almost an impossible situation that I would pursue somebody that's engaged to someone else, because you kind of lost at that point. I mean, if she's if she's in some ways, it's it actually works against you because if she changes her mind, she's well, then engaged, she's just gonna change her mind for you, definitely for me. But I mean, I was thinking <laughs> she would even change her mind for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. They anyway, made a movie about that. They did? Runaway Bride. Okay. Yeah. That's one of the nice things about not being married, is I am the only person I have to consult when it's time to watch a movie, and I've never seen that movie. Yeah. Well, it doesn't it's really not about that
1: situation at all. Oh, is that? She just, on her wedding day, she runs the away. The title works. Yeah. She, oh. And
0: then... And then There's she, not another guy chasing her?
1: Uh, It depends, Maybe. But she, but she's run away from
0: many many weddings. It's,
1: okay, it's yeah,
0: it's a pretty so, good movie. What do you uh, what would you like to see out of this? What would be the best case scenario for you? You've got another you've got other projects going on. I do, yeah. Uh, so what is it that you're working on as well as this new thing that I'm trying to put together?
1: Yeah. Well, we are working on a. Uh, an additional podcast and it would be a podcast about people that are fulfilling the Great Commission okay so we're talking people that are doing prison ministry we're talking people that are doing uh, support to churches in local areas Uh, we have people that are going overseas for missions people here in the States that are preparing people to go into the mission field. We have all sorts of people that are fulfilling the great commission by teaching and uh, spreading the gospel and baptizing. And uh, so we want to focus on these people because the idea is I really enjoy reading these books, these books that are by Missionaries, uh, Brother Andrew, uh, The Heavenly Man, uh, God Smuggler was Brother Andrew's book. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are great books. These are like the most exciting thing I've ever read, and they're true stories. And so when I read these, these are just so exciting, and you can see God working through this. And so what I recognized was I need to hear more of these, and so... What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to contact people that are doing this sort of work and listening to their story to see how God is working in their lives and, you know, really making a
0: difference in the world, uh, fulfilling the Great Commission. And you've heard a lot of stories that maybe aren't extremely common or um, like you've, because you've sought it out, you found that there's some amazing people out there doing amazing things. Absolutely. So then you say, well, I want other people to hear that, which is cool. So we've been talking about this project for a while and I'm excited to see what uh, comes out of it. I've heard a couple of the clips. I'm really looking forward to um, seeing what you release. You're going to, you're editing and trying to put together kind of a kind of a series so you'll be able to release more than one at a time yeah probably and um how do you how do you find these types of people or where are you focused mostly is it like mostly uh people just in the neighborhood who are engaged or is it people who are overseas people who are going overseas like what kind of stories are you specifically kind of seeking out oh man we we're looking for
1: anyone that uh, that can tell God's story. That uh, that are fulfilling the Great Commission. I mean, it's okay. really wide open. Uh, and up to this point, we've been dealing with people that we know for the most part. I mean, it, you know, you have your little circle of people that you have connections with. And basically, I'm just trying to go out and get their stories. And I'm hoping to be able to network through those people and through our listeners uh, and find more and more people that have just, you know, stories of God working.
0: Yeah. Well, you've had a lot of interest when you've started it. You had you, you haven't had a lot of people say no. No. I've right? had you've had, had a lot of people be like, yeah, sure. We're, we're down. And you mentioned Brother Andrew. We had uh, Ravi Zacharias died earlier in the year. And I remember thinking, man, I really screwed up by never like prioritizing to go and see him and meet him because you know I've been I'm sure at churches or around churches that he's come to speak at, and I haven't really been involved in church for the last you know close to ten years um and in February, I sort of rejoined the church and he died in it was like right before this coronavirus hit and I remember thinking man I missed an opportunity so then you had told me about brother Andrew and I read that the book yeah the god smuggler and so we thought well hey let's prioritize meeting brother Andrew maybe we can get a recording of him maybe we can talk to him maybe we can meet him and we actually bought plane tickets and uh, but with the coronavirus, we're not allowed to go. If we went to, even if they would let us fly there, even if we convinced them that it was essential travel, they force you to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. And also, you know, no matter how, where you fall politically on all the virus stuff, Brother Andrew would be high risk. I mean, he's in his 90s. 90s. Yep. Yeah. So he's, you know, he doesn't need um, any extra risk for that I wouldn't want to just, you know, because, you know, Jordan's got it. Jordan's got. He's probably. I said, you know, Jordan's got it. And I live with Jordan. So oh, gotcha. Yeah. Got Jordan, grown,
1: obviously, he's is. riddled
0: with COVID-19. Probably. He might have COVID-20. What are the, what are
1: the odds he doesn't? <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, there's 5.5 million people you in the US. You should see how
0: loose his mask is everywhere he goes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> 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 i'm just kidding but um yeah so i actually still hope to do that i mean i hope that brother andrew is is around and that this thing clears up it's weird how the present always seems like the permanent right and you always feel like whatever you're in all this is it if the economy's going down it'll go down forever if it's going up it'll go up forever and now that everything's locked down and it's been five months it feels like we're going to be locked down for the rest of our lives. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it's been more than a year. Or it feels like it's been like about a year. It's, it's like twice as... T- time has slowed down twice as much, I think. Because hmm. it it's feels like... When I think about, oh, yeah, well, that was before the lockdown. And it's like, okay, it's only been five months. It's like, oof. It was a long five months. <laughs> this could
1: be a long year. Yeah.
0: I mean... I don't think there's something on Netflix that I haven't seen yet. (laughs) (laughs) So it's time to let me... Once I hit the last show, it's like the credits roll. I'm going outside. (laughs) There's going to be like
1: confetti on your screen. You have have reached the
0: end of Netflix. Hopefully I'm going to go outside a lot now though because my scooter is coming in the morning. Yeah, the scooter. Yeah, I bought a... um, bought a scooter that goes 50 miles an hour for like five hours i'm gonna put mm, i don't know how long will it last it's not it doesn't say how long as a time it tells you how long in miles and it says that it goes 70 miles okay but all the reviews i've heard that would be at like the lowest speed the slowest econ eco 10 Mm -hmm. miles an hour or whatever The reviews I read of people who are doing off-road and just riding it normal, they say it goes about 40, between 40 and 45. Which is a long way. And what they say is, you know, if you're scootering for an hour and a half, which is about how long it would take you to go 40 miles at the speeds that it can take you, like, you are exhausted. Like, it... It just destroys your body at that point. I mean, because you just you're hanging. It's just rickety. It's just like the scooters that you rent uh, that are stuck on the side of the street in all the cities. It's like that, only it's just way beefier and it's got a way bigger battery and it goes way faster. So, and it's got like knobby tires and suspension. So did you, you get the off, knobby tires? No, I got oh, the street okay. tires. Yeah, because I don't really plan on going off road. And even if I did, there's not that many off road spots. On Newport Beach. Yeah. And, you know, I'll take it on the sand. <laughs> I don't care. And um, so I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but it's worth a There's try. There's only one <laughs> way to find <laughs> it's, out. It's worth a try. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, and that might get me outside more often. Yeah. But. Get some exercise by riding your electric scooter. That's what I. That's what I plan to do. So anyway, um, I uh, do you have a name for your podcast yet or still the in the The Commissioned Podcast? The Commissioned Podcast. Yeah. Okay. Commissioned. And, and uh, the Great Commission is Go Into All the World. Yeah, Matthew 28. Matthew 28 is,
1: yeah, that's a summary of it.
0: So you said earlier that it's anybody who supports it or is local or is going overseas or whatever. So it's anybody who's contributing to that.
1: Yeah. the Great commission. Okay. So if, if they're contributing towards the great commission, I'm interested. Okay. And, uh, and really i want to see how people are depending on God, trusting in God, uh, and to see the work that God's been able to do through these people. Yeah and it's been my observation that people that have remarkable stories remarkable stories don't even realize that they have a story they don't even they don't even see that something that they are experiencing on a daily basis mm-hmm. is something that people should be writing books on i don't write books
0: yeah so we do podcasts. So we record them. Yeah, it's easier to um, put your thoughts down in a microphone than it is to put them down on paper. I yes. find. It. Yep. Well, that's cool. So this podcast we're calling the Good Racer Podcast. The Good Race. The Good. The Good Race. Race. The Good, Race. The Good Race Podcast. Yes, I messed it up. This is the Good Race Podcast, and people who listen and join us. We would call them fellow good racers. Yeah, they're good racers. Yeah, because they're with us. Yeah, yeah. Even so, if they're
1: slow, they're still good racers.
0: You, it's not the fast race. No, please, no, no. <laughs> who wants? <laughs> gotcha. Who wants to?
1: Have who wants a to go fast, fast when race. you can go
0: good? Yeah, yeah. So it's the good race, and that's kind of robbed from fight the good fight and finish the race.
1: Yeah, and all throughout the Bible, it refers to the Christian life as a race. Yeah. And that there are people in heaven watching us, and uh, watching us go through this race.
0: And all of them are looking forward to when we get better at this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which we will, once we have a format, and we're recording um, before 1.30 in the morning. Is it only 1.30? I don't know. Yeah, it's exactly 1:33. Yeah, I can see that it's 10:33 where I am, so I have, I still have good energy. Yeah, because I've been here for um, four days, and I refuse to get off of the time zone from the West Coast. I want to, I would like to go to bed at a normal time and then wake up with everybody in Michigan. But I'm just, I'm staying awake till like 4 a.m. every morning, and. Then, it's like by the time it's 10 o'clock, I've only had six hours of sleep and I'm like dragging myself out of bed going, yeah, it's I've had enough sleep now, but I'm still kind of tired. And it's already 10 and I feel the disdain of everybody in Michigan. I like you lazy you sloth. lazy sloth.
1: <laughs> what are
0: you doing rolling out of bed at 10 o'clock? Sloth is one of the uh, sins in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And you know
1: where exactly is that? I don't know where. Proverbs talks about lazy people who, yep. and it's interesting the way it phrases it. Mm-hmm. And this is part of where uh, in the proverbs where Solomon's mom is kind of giving him some wisdom. Yeah, and he she's saying that listen, if you're just going to wake up and then just stay there in bed. Like you lazy, lazy person. Like it, it looks at it, that type of person, and it's, it's like, oh, it's so disgusting.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> they always say whenever you're talking about, you know, I hear Christians say when they're talking about a sin that's, you know, maybe considered big, like you're, you're living with your girlfriend or something, and it's like, well, hey, I, you know, sin is sin, and they always, anytime they say, well, sin is sin, they always go down. Like he's sleeping with his girlfriend, but you know, sometimes I'm lazy. You know, envy, gluttony—they always sort of go like, what is generally considered maybe a lesser. Mm-hmm. They never go the other way. They're never like, you know, I slept in today and I just wouldn't get up. But hey, <laughs> sin is sin. Some I people sleeping could have just murdered someone. Yep, I'm a cannibal. Yeah, in God's eyes, <laughs> in God's eyes, I've eaten my brother. <laughs> They don't, they don't have, uh, it's always less. Sin it is does. sin. So I hope, I don't know where to go with that, but <laughs> that's, it's just an observation. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody's trying to downplay it, but nobody ever says, well, if sin is sin, then it's all across the board. Yeah, You punched your mother. So ever since I read that, I do
1: think to myself, when I wake up, I think, all right, you need to get up. You know, the temptation is to like roll back over and and sleep in if it's like on a Saturday or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the idea is no, get up and attack your day,
0: go after it, seize it. Yeah, sort of the Tony Robbins approach. I'm not familiar with Tony, but I'm sure he's that a motivational he... speaker. Oh, okay, he probably would say that. He would say get up. Yeah, he jumps into a freezing cold bath every every morning to wake okay. himself up. Okay. So pumped. he got me all pumped up. I'm like, I got an ocean right outside. It was yeah. like February. <laughs> I'm like,
1: Yeah. He ran perfect. Out there. I don't even
0: need a expensive ice bath like he has in his house. I'll just run out to the ocean. Pacific so the, Ocean. Yeah. So then I like put my bathing suit on the next in the morning. I woke up, put my bathing suit on, and then I like opened the door and it was like <sighs> it's all cold. And then, I mean, it's not cold like compared to Michigan, but you know, in February in California, it's still in like the fifties and the water is freezing cold. And I just remember like running out to the sand is the worst experience of my life. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to put my toe in. There's no way I'm going to jump in the water with it being this cold. But then when I got there, I was like, I can't, I can't wimp out either. Mm -hmm. So I jumped in and that was the one and only time. What are you doing? You have a charley horse. Yeah. Really bad. Carly, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't gonna say anything. Uh huh. But it seemed like more fun to say something.
1: Yeah, I'm in <laughs> enormous amount of pain.
0: Well, you can put the microphone down and solve it. Well, yeah, it's not like we're live. I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> put uh, the microphone has no bearing on my leg. Got believe it. it or not. Well, I know, but the headphones might because you can't really bend down. Almost got it. Okay. Been working on this basement. You're dehydrated. And, uh, yeah, I'm
1: dehydrated. I've been working hard. Huh. So well, you. So tell me about your ocean
0: dip. Anyway, I just did it, and I was like, "Yay, I'm I'm a hero," like Tony Robbins. And then when I got back in, I didn't really feel that much more awake. I felt colder, but. You know, now that I'm in salt water, you got to take a hot shower anyway. So, like, I'm immediately comfortable. And then, um, (laughs) you know, I'm sure I don't know what I don't know what the drill is. So I probably need a coach to, like, tell me how to jump in cold water. But I jumped in cold water. And then when I got home, I was like, I feel the same now after the shower. Mm -hmm. And um, the next morning I woke up. I was like, time to get back in that ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Let
1: me guess. Let me predict what happened.
0: Shoot, you're going to you, be a better predictor. Than, you're going to be as good as me now. <laughs> you did not go and jump in the ocean. I didn't even walk outside. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that was a it was a one-time thing. Hmm. <clears throat> and you know, before I was a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I um I remember telling the story. This this just hit me. I told that story to somebody because I this we're talking a few years ago. This wasn't like it was when I for it was when I was in the it was within the last five years, but this was a couple years a few years ago. I have told that story. I just remembered that I've done it I did it twice. Huh. You need to repent. But I definitely only did it once. <laughs> <laughs> so like if you do something, and the funny thing is if you is make a you decision, think it makes, it, makes yeah. it that much better that right.
1: you may have done it 100% more
0: times than you actually did. Right. So I'm sitting here thinking to myself, nobody from the outside hears that you made a decision to do something extreme like that mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah. Cause you live on the ocean. You're going to take advantage of it and you do it once or they hear the same story and the punchline is you did it twice No one thinks higher of you. (laughs) So why? So how would I? Why would I ever tell the story? He did it twice. Why would I ever tell the story? He did it twice. Two as the punch grip. (laughs) I did it for a full month. I don't know. A full month. A full month. Once a month, I did it for a full month. See, a full month makes a listener think maybe they wouldn't do it, but I think anybody could could tie me for two. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by accident. And I didn't even do it two times. I only did it once. <laughs> I just somehow remember telling that story lying. Huh. I don't yeah, it's just a weird memory that, I, that occurred to me. But I'll never lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is I didn't even jump in
1: that once. Yeah, no I did. How I deep did. did you go? Not very. I mean,
0: waste? I mean, are we talking over your head? Yeah, where I live in Newport, the waves are actually pretty big. Okay. So if you were to go out, if the waves were to go exit, and you went out to where there was no water and you were standing on dry sand, Mm -hmm. when the next wave comes, it'll get up to your waist almost. Okay. Yeah, so like the water will rush, and so you don't have to go out very far. So all I had to do, what I did was I just ran out where it was dry as far as I could, and then when the water came in, I just dunked under really quick and then jumped up and then ran back home because I was freezing cold. Oh, okay. Maybe you're supposed to stay there for a bit. Probably a little bit. I was there probably like three seconds. Oh. (laughs) Because I did have to go down so that my technically my whole head went under for a second. Okay. And ran home. Ran. So. But the and end, then you're
1: all sandy and salty and
0: yeah. Yeah, salty. You gotta you gotta rinse off. But I mean, I have a shower right yeah. there. So I don't know. It wasn't for me. Hmm. Yes. But don't be a sloth. Yeah.
1: And I, sin uh, is sin. Sin is sin. <laughs> it's
0: like Kidnapping your neighbor's dog and setting it on fire is very sinful. And one time, I ate more than my fair share at dinner because I was gluttonous. Sin is sin. Same. Same. That's I've the, heard. It's the argument. Have you heard this uh,
1: idea that you're not supposed to, when you wake up in the and you, you're you still lying in bed, that you're not supposed to like start getting on your phone? Have you heard this? No. So the idea is that like if you just sit there and you get on your phone, you're gonna get into the cycle of madness, right? You're gonna be checking right. your emails, going on YouTube, Facebook, gotcha. whatever yep. whatever your shtick is. Right. You're going to in bed in the morning get into that cycle. Okay. But then like you're wasting
0: like what? What am I little, supposed to do?
1: You're supposed to get up and, and you know, attack your day. supposed to make it
0: yours yeah but when i wake up i go to the bathroom okay i don't pick up my phone oh all right because to wash your hands yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean Yeah, yeah but do you ever go back to bed after you go to the bathroom no okay
0: no i don't go back to bed after i get up um that would be slothful
1: okay yeah
0: um never because I don't get up until I very absolutely have to.
1: Okay.
0: You know, I got I to gotta be there at 8. I got a 45-minute drive. I wake up at 7.13. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, just always operated like that. So. Hmm. Now, I have heard that you're supposed to do some things in the morning to set your day right mentally and spiritually okay wake up spend time with god read you know and start off on the right foot and if you hit snooze all the way one past to the one you should then when you wake up you're in a hurry okay that's how i normally start my day <laughs> 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 so not saying it's right yeah I'm just saying that's what i do I'm like a nine time snoozer.
1: Okay. You're one of those. So you set your alarm way before you need it. And then you.
0: I actually you, don't. I set okay. my alarm at the ideal time that I would like to get up. Okay. But that, that ideal inc- time <laughs> includes like probably 40 minutes of, you know, sh- shower, shave. You know, like whatever mm-hmm. and you know, be able to watch something funny on TV or your phone or whatever it is. like just yeah. be able to have some time to yourself mm-hmm. or be able to look at the day, the calendar on the day and like prepare and like just just sort of get your head straight and get a game plan. Yeah. But typically, again, with coronavirus, it's probably a little different, but typically, I just, oh, I'll get nine more minutes. <laughs> and then, hmm. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, I should have left six minutes ago. Hmm. And then turn and burn. Up, okay. Power pee, out <laughs> the door. <laughs> and how,
1: yeah, let's not get into the details of power peeing. You just but- push harder.
0: <laughs> not, there's not, there's you don't no, have to do the Spider-Man no, or anything? there's no secret. It's just trying... You're you know, you already late. So okay. You wish you didn't have to go because you, you really should be on the road. Okay. And now using the bathroom first thing in the morning has become an inconvenience. Yes. It's wrecking your day. Okay. It's going to make you late for your first meeting. This won't make the show. <laughs> <laughs> it probably will, but... <clears throat>
1: I wake up mm-hmm. without an alarm. Okay. Cuz I have a wife who wakes me up. And uh What else does
0: she do? You've told me.
1: No, we're not going
0: to get into that. No, well you have to now because No, <laughs>
1: she just wakes me up and then when she wakes me up, it takes me a few minutes. Yeah. to uh, it's hard to wake me up first of all. Okay. But once I wake up, I need maybe five, maybe 10 minutes to just lay there and go, you know, just sort out my thoughts and then I can get up and go. But, uh, yeah, no, she, she's very good to me. Like she, uh, she, you know, she prepares me for the day. Well, you told me she makes you breakfast. She does typically make me breakfast. Yeah. When we were first married, I'm not joking. She would wake me. She would wake up. Cereal, milk in your face? No. She would (laughs) take potatoes, Uh boil them, grate them, fry them into hash browns. She would make me fresh eggs and from chickens. No. And and we didn't have chickens (laughs) at that time. We have had chickens, but not at that time. Yeah, what um, happened
0: to your chickens? I keep hearing about chickens. Chickens don't last a lot long. long. Huh. You know, not around the liggets. Like you get, <laughs> they,
1: you know, they last a couple of years. And there's then. a lot
0: of breakfasts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's, it, she just didn't want to do chickens this year. Yeah, okay. So, but um, but she wakes you up. She would and she, she makes would make me bre- bacon awesome. and eggs. And homemade hash browns. We're not talking from frozen bags. She'd make me full on hash browns and toast and butter. And like, then she would come up and wake me up.
0: But you're saying would. So has that, is that a season passed now?
1: Well, no. Has
0: Corona changed? No, no, no. See, she still
1: does that. Uh, Just not as an elaborate of a breakfast. I see. But when we were first married, like, that, it was a surprise to me. It wasn't like right. I you said, asked her to do this. This is what I need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, there was nothing. All no right. place in my world did I expect You're my wife. a wife to be making me breakfast at all, right? Like, my yeah. your, your standard for how your wife will be is how you saw your parents, right? Like, my dad made my mom breakfast. That's most what of the my time dad My weekends. dad makes
0: my mom breakfast. So the assumption is, if breakfast is going to be made, it's going to be me. Yeah. But you know there's no time for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and sometimes I do. I love making breakfast for the family. Yeah. But But when we first got married, I couldn't believe it. It was like... What is this? And uh, yeah, so it wasn't a surprise when I started gaining weight in my first year of marriage. (laughs) Well, everybody gains weight when they're first married. But then, uh, yeah, I mean, to this day, she'll she'll make me breakfast that you know that will be healthy and and typically, typically, it's something that I can go to work with.
0: Okay. So, well, you got to keep her awesome. Well. I think this is a good time to wrap up you.
1: All right. Yeah.
0: This is our first uh, show of the good racer podcast. I'm Davey. I'm Steve. And this is Steve's studio. Thanks for having me here. And I can't wait to see what you do with this place. We're going to have to keep up because I think uh, Jordan and I are going to use my bedroom. Oh, so I'm going to have to get rid of my bed. Otherwise, we won't have any room. So I'm going to. Figure out another sleeping arrangement. Teepees are better in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Teepees are better. So that sounds good, man. All right. Good show. Thank Cheers. you.